He's an eight-time Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Award winner. And he snapped a ball through his legs. Wait, what, why does your name get to go first? Shut up. This is Scone and Tea. Because they made us. All right, there we fucking go. What's up, y'all? Thibodeau, Wesley Randall, the GOAT, Cajun Marine, Joe Delmonico, Brennan Huff. What's happening, y'all? Uh, welcome in to the Scone and Podcast. I have Technical a question. Mission Managed. We are live. Share the post. Share the post. Share the post. I have a question. Yeah. Did you shower? Yes. And or change clothes in the last 24 hours? Yes. Uh, I did, actually. Uh, I don't believe you. Because I saw you last night. You were wearing that ugly ass Wait, shirt. hold on. Hold on. What time is it right now? 7.15. Okay, so. Well, no. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yes. To, yes to both. 24 hours ago, yes. you and I, at this moment, were walking out of Top Golf. This is true. It's miserable that I have to see you twice outside of work hours. Yep. Mutual. You were wearing that ugly ass shirt. Yep. It's my sister made this for me. That's fucked up even to say, but yes. Well, your sister has awful taste. Either she's, that or it was a joke. She's literally an incredibly successful fashion designer, so that's, that's fucking hilarious. really an that. awful indictment on her <clears throat> talent. No. Um, I mean, you can't even sniff her talent. She's way bigger than both of us, but continue. Um, that's awful. And um, what'd you think? Oh, that was not awful. That's amazing. Yeah, right. That Willow Rye that we just had was not Willow. Will it? Will it? I said Will it. I just didn't enunciate it. That Willow Rye Rye we just had was amazing. Hold on. Okay, but yes. No, no. Finish your attack because you're wearing that ugly shirt last night. Same shorts. Same shorts. No, you didn't have those shorts. Yeah, I had these shorts. You did not. Oh, I had a bathing suit on. That is true. We're at Top Golf. You're in that ugly ass shirt with a bathing suit, and you had on my those, those shoes, socks on. With, with the same fucking socks and shoes. Yeah. Well, I mean, same I socks. Shoes. Yeah, yeah. The same socks you were wearing 24 hours ago. Yes. You are a grotesque human. No. Okay. You're a married you're, man you're, with children. No, no, no. You are missing. Take a bath. No. Wash you are your missing, clothes. No, 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 no. Wear something different. This is, this is such bullshit. You are missing so many key details here. First off, you are not aware of the fact that I changed into this outfit. Literally right before Top Golf. Did you, you were also wash not aware that of the shirt fact? or those socks after Top Golf? How long did I have them on for? I don't care. An hour and they a half. They were on your gross feet playing golf. And then I went home. And then I went home. And I changed into my comfy kicking clothes. And I kicked it. And then I woke up. Or and I showered before I went to bed. Then I woke up, washed my face. I put on new shorts. The same shirt. New top. Same, no, same top. Same top. Same. Yes. Yeah, same top. And um, and just recently, I put back on the same socks. The thing is, we overwash clothes in the States is the point of all this. Because something touches your body does not mean it's dirty. It's an aggregation of dirt over time. If I only wore this shirt for an hour last night, it would be fucking absurd to think that I would have to throw it back in the wash immediately. I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, I wore it to work today. And now I've got a full day's use out of it, a full 24 hours. Now... It will go in the wash. The only thing that you have to be careful on repeat wearing, I agree with you on the socks. Underwear, absolutely. I agree with you on the socks. But Why? Why underwear and not, and not your shirt? Because it gets way. I mean, I got a lot of thighs. A lot of rubbing around. You have a lot of under, underarm. No, nah, it's not the same. I don't it is the same. Hand. No, it's not. It's 100% the same. Smell the shirt. 
it's your underarm. It's rubbing around down there. It's creating friction and sweat. And you have body hair. It's an and hour. You have, and you have cells and dead skin falling on that. We overwash our fucking clothes, dude. If they don't stink, I'm not going to be No, they're not bad. It's not bad. It's not dirty at all. It's fucking great. It's worn all day. It smells great. And yes, the goat. I do have new drawers. Uh, the the drawers are built into the shorts. Disgusting. Uh, all right, no. I do want to talk about this. No, this is bullshit. We overwash our clothes, and there's just no fucking need for it, dude. Wash it when it's dirty, not just because it touched your body for two seconds. If it touched your body, it's dirty. No, that okay. is so... I don't know what you're doing with your Welcome. body. That is not true. By the way, I took three showers in that time, night, morning, after workout. And then you put on dirty clothes. Uh, welcome in Not dirty to clothes. Dirty clothes. Worn clothes, yes. Dirty. dirty. No. Worn. Dirty. Uh, welcome into Scone and Tea from Oliver Twist here in Baton Rouge. A magnificent, splendid place right off of Perkins Road behind Solu. We're between... Uh, we're right near Essen, as a matter of fact. Every Wednesday, we do this podcast live. If you're watching or listening on demand, thank you. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, YouTube, smash that like button. Facebook, like the page, share the post. We appreciate you all greatly for being here with us. Me and tons of fun. We'll sit here and talk. Go light, bro. I am. I want to make sure everything's out of here. Oh, my Explain God. Explain the bottle. Oh, my God. Uh, so we are going to talk sports. But every uh, week when we come here to Oliver Twist, maybe just a little more. Just a little more just a little every week when we come here to Oliver Twist, uh, our friends here, who have a, you can see behind us, have a magnificent whiskey selection. I would argue it is the best whiskey selection in the all of Baton Rouge. Um, they offer what they call a break-even bottle, so they have an allocated bottle where they will uh, allow pours of said bottle for. A break-even price. There's no markup. It's literally just what they would have to pay to yeah. break even on the bottle, and they do that while we are live on the show. This is by far, uh, and they've all been really great so far. This is the the rarest of the break-even bottles so far. This is a uh, Willet Purple Top, as it's referred to. You can see the purple uh, top here for the um, uh, for the paper there at the top. And it's a age-dated, nine-year single-barrel bourbon from Willet. Uh, I have a shit ton of whiskey in my house. I've never owned a Willet Purple Top. Oh, wow. I've never seen a Willet Purple Top. Wow. So, Except for in raffles and things like that. They're very rare, very allocated. This is bottle 151 of 159. So there were only 159 bottles of this yeah. in the state of Louisiana. Only 159 bottles total. One of them here is at Oliver Twist, and you can have a pour of it. For ten dollars tonight, normally a pour out of this bottle would be forty dollars. So I mean, it's a two hundred dollar bottle wholesale. So it's a very, very expensive, very yeah. rare allocated bottle. I mean, we were just looking at secondary market prices online, and they were all like two thousand dollars. Yeah. Over. So it, this is this is one to to come try uh, for sure. So congrats to everyone who showed up tonight. That's getting a, a pour of of Willet Purple Top for ten bucks tonight. Ten bucks. Look how beautiful this bottle is, too. And it's about to get taken from us. There it goes. <laughs> because they're not going to let T-Bob do what he did to the Yamato. No, no. What you did to the fucking I Yamato went, was I dirty. super light. What you did to the Yamato was fucking dirty. Well, I didn't know how expensive Yamato was. you got to inform me of these things. I'm just... Everything that they give us here is expensive. Yeah, but I mean, if rare. you're going to put it in front of me, what are you supposed to do? Not and I looked it? and I told you, I was like, bro, that's a heavy pour. It's a heavy pour. 
as one. That's how you lose your privileges. Oh, man. Wash your fucking clothes, asshole. No, 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 no. You're, you're dirty coming bitch. at no, you're coming can at you me. Imagine, dirty bitch. Can that you imagine? Like you just bro, can you imagine? Bedroom talk right can there. Can you imagine if somebody walked in this door right now who saw you last night at Top Golf? They'd be like, "This guy never. His hygiene is terrible. Does he bathe? Does he wash his clothes? He wears the same thing all the time. It's absurd. My beard looks wonderfully manicured. I've got great. Bro, chest you do hair. the same thing on game days with that ugly ass." Game day shirt you would no, wear. No, I retired that years ago. No, no, that, but, that retired you, after but, 15 but you would season. do the same thing. Like, you'd be out on a Friday night wearing that shirt, and you'd show up for game day wearing the same fucking shirt. Oh, well, don't matter. You have to fucking wear the game day shirt on game day. I mean, is this guy a fucking idiot, dude? How do I explain this to him, guys? <laughs> I mean, or you I don't, don't wear it the day it, before. Dude. Is this the only shirt you have? Uh, we went 15 and 0 for a reason. Okay, then wear the game day shirt on game day and no other day. Yeah, I did wear it on game day and no other day. Uh, I feel like and you're, certainly not the day before game day. You have day. way too many rules. I'm just these like, aren't man, rules. These are easy. It's wear something different every day, asshole. It's I'm not a just, tough rule. I'm just living my life. Uh, I'm a member of an athletic club in the city now. Not to brag. Um, I have access to a pool and tennis courts and a weight room. I'm getting who won a top golf last night? Fuck, dude. Who beat the fuck out of who in top golf last night? You won a top golf, big time, big time. I don't, but, but but that's that's not an attack angle from me. I'm just starting on golf. By the end of the night, I went from not even I went from topping and or completely missing the ball driving to my last driving round hitting four that did not slice into that like four downrange and straight. Your boy was fucking happy with last night. You were sitting there chipping it with your bad back and blah 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 blah. And I'm out here trying to hit fucking bombs, dude. Ascona T. Are we getting into Ascon and T already? No, but I do like this question. Does right. Matt ever let T-Bob drape his chest hair over his head for a sweet new hairdo? You can just let me put my chest. I don't have very thick chest hair, though. It kind of ends right here. Yeah, I would just do my own. Like what yeah, I would you have do, more chest hair than I do. Out of what I would do is I would just, if I could, I would transplant all my body hair onto my head. Even your pubes? Uh, how would that look? Probably not good. Not good. Yeah, no. No, so not those. You'd have weird, tiny little, like, curls or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, not those. But all the other body hair, for if, sure. If you ever did that, I would get in touch with a doctor, and I would sneak my pubes into it. And they would literally get translated on your head, and my pubes would forever be on your head. I wouldn't care. Actually, you know what this does remind me of? If, if I mean, ever, if, I were going, if I were going all in at that point... If you're going to do a hair transplant, what does it matter? Do you remember? Uh, okay, look, and I appreciate that. Uh, but do you remember Jackass 3? No. Uh, there's a skit Hi, in I'm there. Hi, I'm Matt. Have we ever met? Okay. Do you think a, I've ever watched Jackass 3? You've never watched Jackass? No, 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 no. Actually, no. I thought you were person. I thought you would have definitely watched Jackass. It's very funny and bro and it's great. And we're like the same age, so I thought for sure. But in Jackass 3, this guy, Danger Aaron, he thinks he's doing a prank on a cab driver where he's a terrorist. And so they put a fake beard on him, and he's, like, getting it done up, and he's laughing and making all these jokes. Like, oh, it's in my mouth. It's all of his friend's pubes. And they glued it to his face. And then when he went to prank the cab driver, he pulled a gun on him. He's going to play allegedly tomorrow at 1 o'clock against Kentucky. So Kentucky beat Auburn. Did you watch that game? Fucking Uh, crazy. Kentucky's up 1-0. Sonny DeShera homers bottom eight to tie it at 1. And then... Top nine, back oh, wow. to back. Breaking news from uh, Moose here. You want to read it? Uh, well, there's more rain in Hoover. So the 
the Florida-Texas A&M game has officially been moved to tomorrow. Okay. So that means the Alabama-Arkansas game, uh, which is bottom. Are they going to finish this one? Okay. So they basically only got two games in yesterday. and oh, they got three in yesterday and two, two today. Two in today. So, uh, officially, Florida against Texas A&M is moved to Thursday, which means LSU, which was supposed to start at 9.30 a.m. Central, then got moved to 1 o'clock Central, is now officially been moved to 4.30 Central. Starting Hell out. yeah. You know what that means, Matt? Mikhail Hilliard. Full rest. Yeah, full year. Full rhythm. Mikhail Hilliard. Get that dub. Uh, okay, let's start here, Matt, because I have been kind of championing something that you said last week without fully uh, knowing why, like, who you were talking to, right? So it's put me in a bit of an odd spot where everybody is saying, else she's not going to host, else she's not going to host. Boy, that's a way bigger poor me, by the way. So fuck you. But anyway. That's what? That's a way bigger poor than me, but fuck you. Whatever. Uh, you maybe do this tiny little baby poor, and you're sitting over here with a Thor poor that's fucked up. Anyway, anyway. It is unbelievable, though. It tastes so good. That's why I'm mad. But what, no matter what happens this week, is LSU? No, 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 no. no. I'm just kidding. You you you, you appreciate no no but you appreciate him with that more than I do that would be more wasted. I on thought me. that's all that you were doing was just getting a little taste because you had the rye as well. No 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 I'm also going to have do some that. Yeah, yeah so that's good. why you got a little. Pull. No no I know I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay but but hold on. But I was going to share because that's that's who I am. No 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 but it would be wasted on me. Your pal, just take it take it. Okay now though now. Is LSU already a host? Yes, I told you that. Okay, I know you told me that, but I've had to say that because I do trust you on that. And, like, it's been weird for me, though, because I don't have great counter arguments for everybody says they're not a host. And Kendall Rogers has them going to Southern Miss, and, so and first everybody of all, else is okay. writing about it. So, first of all, I'll, I'll address that. They're not going to Southern Miss. That's the dumbest shit in the world. And I love Kendall. Please don't misunderstand me. All the D1 guys, I think they do the best job. And I know Kendall is super connected. He and I... Are, he and I are friends. Like we talk often, even off air. Like I, I have full confidence. LSU has gone on a as a road team in a regional three times under the current format. 2010, they went to Los Angeles. Yeah. 2018, they went to Corvallis, Oregon. Oh. 2021, they went to Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. There is no fucking way that the committee is sending LSU to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. No fucking way zero <laughs> chance they will pack up lsu and all of its fans that will travel and send them to some to some remote fucking place that is otherwise not going to draw a dick and that's where they're going to go to try to generate some type of revenue out of that regional but it doesn't matter because lsu and its 17 sec wins which just swept vanderbilt on the road a yeah. top five rpi team yeah. is a regional host period it's done lsu is going to be a regional host they like and for people yeah, well the dude. rpi Fuck the RPI. The RPI is one metric. If the yeah, RPI, Vanderbilt's like, if, what, like Vander, eight or Vanderbilt nine is or five in the RPI. Vanderbilt's right not hosting. <laughs> Vanderbilt is not going to be a regional host because yeah. they have 14 SEC wins. Georgia Southern is 10th in the RPI. D1 Baseball has married their predictions to the RPI, and I understand if someone on the committee is telling them that they are, they are attaching themselves to the RPI, but I'm telling you that's never been the case. Georgia Southern's 10th in the RPI. Georgia Southern ain't hosting shit. They keep projecting them to host. They're not hosting. And yeah. LSU is the fourth team in the SEC. Do you really think there aren't going to be four fucking SEC host teams? Yeah. There's going to be five, and LSU is going to be the fourth of them, and they're probably going to be somewhere around the 13th or 14th overall seed in this tournament. That's what's going to happen. And if they go on a fucking run in Hoover, they may end up higher than that. Who knows? Beat Tennessee, win the whole damn thing. They may sniff a top eight. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But they'll get a much better seed. They're already a host. LSU is going to – listen – 
On Sunday night, they'll announce the regional host sites, and Monday they announce the field. If on Sunday it pops up and LSU's not a host, you can all fucking laugh at me, and I hope you do. And I'll raise my hand and I'll own it. But I will say as definitively as I possibly can, LSU is a regional host. They will be one of the top 16 hosts. All right. There you go, dude. Uh, that is about as definitive as it gets. Well, that's good to hear. So, okay, with that in mind, do you think Jay Johnson is operating under that same? Uh, yes. Because because he has, there's a few quotes out there. If you look at him talking about the injuries, he has talked multiple yes. times. He has says that the main priority the is the NCAA. Yes, because he knows. Yeah. yeah. If I know, he knows. Yeah. I'm an idiot. He did seem like he was in a spectacularly good mood when we talked to him this morning. If I know, he knows. And I guarantee you, we talk to some of the same people. Like, 100% guarantee we are talking to some of the same people. If yeah, I know, yeah. he knows. And so, okay, and so uh, with that in mind, does that, obviously you probably go cautious with guys that are hurt then if you need to, uh, but does it change your pitching approach at all? Is it no. still just McHale tomorrow? The only way I would change my pitching approach is if I thought there was a guy that could benefit from rest. Like, if you were a max effort guy like Zach Hess was, yeah. and you felt like, and I remember in 20, this was 13 or 14, it was, one of, it was one of Aaron Nola's years. LSU had a home series against Ole Miss, I think, and they gave Nola a week off late in the season just to give him a week off. Yeah. Like, because you're taxing that guy so much. He's a two-time SEC Mikhail Hilliard, year, too. Mikhail Hilliard's a fucking fifth-year senior who's a breaking ball guy who throws mid-80s. Yeah. Like, Mikhail Hilliard don't need a He's week off. he got a leather arm. Bro, you don't need a week off. Let, Let him throw. throw. He's good. Let him go out there, get you 15, 18 outs, get, get you through five or six innings, and then hand it off to the next guy. Got a lead, do what you did last week. Go to Razelman. I mean, it's just like, that's easy. Go, yeah. win, go win this game. If there's any lingering doubt from anybody, if LSU's a host, win one fucking game, it's over. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's done. That's why I hope they stay to the double elimination because then you got two shots to win one. Just win one game. Yeah, and uh, either way, double elimination could be fascinating for LSU, even past Kentucky, obviously. I think. Vanderbilt comes with its own bevy of storylines. If you meet with them, you just swept them. You embarrassed them on their home turf. I mean, that game three was easily my favorite game of the entire year. Uh, I remember, so when it's like the first inning, and I'm over at my buddy's house, we're drinking beers, and after that top half of the first inning, or excuse me, the bottom half of the first inning, you're like, uh, all right, dude, it was bound to happen. You know, it was bound to happen. It's second. Been, or second, is that when they scored six? Yeah, second inning, you're like, Oh, I was bound to happen. You won the first two. It kind of is what it is. And then they gave me a little hope by putting up that three spot, right? And they kept chipping away. Kept giving me a little hope. Kept keeping me in tune. And so for them to complete that comeback, it was so much fun. But as fun as it was for us, it was equally embarrassing for Vanderbilt to, to lose in that way. So if you meet up with them again later in this tournament, they're going to be out for revenge. Can you beat them a fourth time? And then there's obviously what I hope for. I fucking won Tennessee. I talked a lot of shit to Tennessee fans last year, and we got 05. But guess what? Losing never stopped me from talking shit, Matt. So fuck you, Tennessee fans. If we catch you, we're going to beat that fucking ass, dude. Yeah, I don't want Tennessee. Yeah, because you're a scary little bitch. It's just not going to go well. I would rather, I would rather be anything but the 16 seed. I'd actually rather be anything but the 16 or 15 because I don't want to play Oregon State. I want to go to Lindsey Nelson would, and burn that shit to the ground. Yeah, but that's just not going to happen. Like that, that team is built to win in that park, which is, which is a bandbox. I mean, they hit so many homers because they're using juice bats. They're swinging for the fences in a fucking band box. I mean, that's why. Like, if that team, by the way, I would not be surprised at all 
if Vanderbilt beats Tennessee tomorrow in Hoover. In I would, bigger, bigger I would not. Yes, and same thing in Omaha, which is going to be a problem for Tennessee. Like, have you ever looked? Have you? I think I, I don't know where I did this. Have you ever looked at the dimensions of Lindsey Nelson's name? Did we do this here last week? Uh no, I remember from last year uh, talking about how tiny Lindsey. Right. Hey, how about this? More like Trey Dick Scum. Later, y'all. It's a pleasure meeting y'all. Bye, y'all. Have a great night. It's good to meet you. Go Tigers. Oh, that's awesome. That's really nice. The Bayou Girls. The Bayou Girls. From Napoleonville, Clotsville, Donsville, and Ventures. Let's go. They dropped off their daughter in Monroe at PT school. One of the ladies did. And uh, we took a picture for her and then did a video. Yeah, they 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 drew us a nude. This is great. Very old school. I mean, they were older women, but I guess this is how they did it back in the day. Excellent. I'm going to save this for later. Do not mind if I do. <laughs> Bobby in the chat says it's the Yankee Stadium of college baseball. Uh, not exactly, but the short porch in right is obviously, it's a joke at Yankee Stadium. But this it's the whole field there. Left field at Lindsey Nelson is 320. So down the lines at the box. So for comparison, the box is 330, okay? Fuck yeah, dude. 320 in left. Yeah. 320 in right. So down yeah. the lines. Power alleys at the box are 385. At Lindsey Nelson, it's 360 to left center, 350 to right center. Oh, give it to me, Matt. It's 35 feet shorter. Yeah. Fucking put Dylan Cruz and Braden Joe Bear and Tyler McManus and Jacob Berry and fucking Trey Morgan and fucking Josh Pearson. Put them in the tiny cooler. But they got better pitching. And then dead center at the box is 405. Lindsey Nelson is 390. Better Flyouts at the box are, are moonshots at Lindsey Nelson. That's yeah. why they. That's why they've done what they. They got juice bats, which they've already been busted for. They have a team full of dudes that are just trying to hit homers in a little bitty ballpark. So they're going to go play at Hoover, which is a bigger ballpark. They're going to have a lot of fly ball outs. They're going to go play if they make it to Omaha, and they probably will because their their path will go through Lindsey Nelson, so they'll win there. They'll go to Omaha, and I think it'll look a lot like LSU in 2013. You just hit a lot of fucking fly ball outs. You don't remember this team, but LSU in 2001 was the same thing. Skip's last team. They went and played at Zephyr in the Super Regional against Tulane. And I watched LSU won on Friday night in 10 innings. Lane messed up. had an awesome outing. Tulane came back and won games two and three. And LSU just kept hitting fly balls. And Tulane's outfield ran down every fucking thing. It was just if that if that Super Regional had been at the box instead of at Zephyr, LSU blows Tulane out. But just the way All right. So let's beat their fucking ass in uh, Hoover then. Okay, but I was talking about I want in a super region. I want um I want I want both, which is actually probably a mathematical impossibility because if you beat him here or if you beat him in Hoover, you're not gonna go to Lindsey Nelson. I don't care. I want fucking Tennessee. I want to square up. I want some revenge on Tony Vitell Ho. And uh, teach that man a little lesson. Stephen Beach said, next "I'll take to- Dylan Cruz or everything SEC co-player of the year." Stephen Beach said, "Next to whiskey and wine with T. Bob, this is the greatest thing happened on a Wednesday night." Thanks, Hell guys. yeah, bro! Thank that doesn't you, really bro. make sense because whiskey and wine isn't on a Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, well, it's a thought that counts. It's a thought that he counts. said this is the greatest thing that happened on a Wednesday night. Yeah, I know. Well, I agree. Fucking Wednesdays kind of suck, to be honest. There's not a lot That's going why we're on. here. Yeah, it's when, great. They were like, hey, look, Wednesdays are a little slow. We'd love for you all to come in and boost our Wednesday business. And now, like, a bunch of people come in here and, and drink great whiskey, really inexpensive. And then we got cougars over here passing us nudes. Yeah, and and, and I love it because hand-drawn nudes. Let's be clear about that. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I love it because um, it is now serving as a bit of a little fun, little midweek reset for me, right? 
I, I would never be able to come out in public like this and justify, like, skipping putting my kids to bed and coming and drinking and eating delicious fucking pasta and red hot sticky wings and Buddha and pepper jack balls and fries with two gumbo. Shots in a yeah that's what i'm saying dude it, it's great uh bilbo yes that beer was delicious i drank it last week and as you know i love that panther jersey so thank you uh daniel i would love an anime couple drawing of scone and tea as well that would be great i would love i i have kind of a little bit of news that I don't know if I should share. Ooh, well, now you have but to. But I'm kind of excited about it, so I now want to. Now you have to. And I will to a degree. I'm just trying to decide how much I want to share. So, um, and I thought about this because when we were starting, I saw a picture on Twitter of Tyron Matthew in his Saints jersey. Yeah. And it looks oh, fucking badass, doesn't it? great, dude. And in, I like the number. In the 32. I like the number. I love it. And I saw that. The 3-2 looks so much better than the 7. Can't explain why. I agree. Completely. I think the seven's too small of a number on a black jersey, maybe especially. Yeah, you got to be a big dude. you got to be Taysom Hill. Yeah. Looks better on Taysom. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, the Saints did tweet that Tyron's jersey has not been finalized yet. That's what he's wearing at OTAs, oh. but it's not fun. So they don't want people running out to go buy the jersey. But anyway. Um, well, no, and, the, and everybody that pre-ordered, it will not trigger until they officially put in a number. Got it. So when uh, Tyron officially signed, yeah, I'm sorry, it was when Jarvis signed. A guy texted the AFR on my text line and said they should someone should do a beer and call it Badger Juice. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's a good idea. Honey Badger Juice, Landry Badger Juice. Oh, Badger Juice. I get it. I didn't get the juice. Yeah, the two. Yeah, and you know what? What the hell? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just going to say it, so this puts more pressure on him to do it. So a relative of mine is the is the brewer or the brewmaster or whatever at Tin Roof. Okay, hell yeah. And I, and I sent him the idea. I love Tin Roof. And he was like, hey, I'll talk to the owner about it, see what we do. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they once made he, custom beers for me and Jordy. I, I remember. It was great. They I made part in my cake, a carrot cake beer. Uh, it was terrible. It was the summer. Yeah, no, I remember it was terrible. No, it was a great beer, but a bad choice this summer. It was terrible. You're um, a bitch. So they talked about it, and they're going to do the Badger Juice. Beer. Hey, let's go! I think they're dude. shooting for like an August release, and now I'll put a lot of pressure on Tin Roof to actually follow through. Let me suck down <laughs> on some of that Badger Juice, baby. I'm fired up for it, dude. Uh, hell I mean, yeah! Can you imagine? What What is more? I'm going to promote the shit out of that. If somebody was saying this. Is this like the most, or is this the most and best? LSU representation that the Saints have had since Hilliard and uh, Eric Martin, Eric Martin yeah, back sure. in the day. For sure. It's sick, dude. Fucking yeah, great. For sure. Any hope they get a, any any thoughts on Odell? I mean, obviously, like, you would take Odell. That's not what I mean. Like, do you think there's anything there, actually? They got $9 million in cap space. Yeah. I, I didn't – I mean, I knew they were interested in Jarvis. I didn't think Jarvis well, – we talked about it here. I didn't think Jarvis would come to New Orleans. I thought he, in a contract year – he would look for a better opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like to to go put up numbers. I mean, we we, we laid it out. Yeah, we I mean, about it. Atlanta, he his hand a Baltimore, bit he had a big Tennessee, Green it. Bay, yeah. all all teams that desperately need receivers. Now he comes into situations that's got Mike Thomas and Chris Olave. I mean, it's just and Kamara is such a part of the offense. I mean, I'm pumped. Don't get me wrong. Like I am fired that up. That is such a I'm good point. How much Landry helps now? Like for all the talk of. You still need a running back, and sure, like you, you absolutely need to be exploring that. 
uh, adding juice to that mix does help immensely in making up for the Kamara absence whenever that comes about. Like that's somebody who can eat up targets and be productive uh, uh, at least similarly <coughs> to Alvin Kamara. That's what happens when you don't bathe. That's what happens when you don't bathe. <laughs> Is that what it was? It was a little dirt clump? Is this a little like stank you, clump? You inhale, you inhale your own stench. You know what it's it actually was? a good thing I can't was? smell anymore. It was some of that cenote, some of that uh, tequila kind of. That's really funny that like. It was the, hanging out my chest. The 130 proof whiskey didn't do it to you, but the, the little bitty, the cheap ass tequila did it. It may not be cheap, but I actually never had that before. Uh, I've never had Cenote either before. It is what I like. Is, it's it's uh, 80 proof. So Cenote. it's got, it's got, um, okay, 80 proof. But it's got bite to it, actually. It's, it's interesting. Like sometimes a lot of tequilas I've been drinking lately, they're delicious, but they're almost too sweet and too good. I need a little, like, a little, and I got that from this. That's interesting. That same beer that Bilbo got me that beer from last week. What beer? Um, it was like that peanut butter, like it was a peanut butter or something. I can't remember exactly. I was kind of drunk by the time. The I peanut drank butter it. and jelly beer? No, no, what a peanut butter oh. jelly beer. Uh, they what made was the beer here. No, no, it's from Miami though, and they he said that they made and named a sour ale after Jarvis uh-huh. after he left Miami called it Landry Tears. I don't like sours. I don't like sours either. Very few of them. Only very few. Um, all right, okay, with baseball. Anything else with baseball? Sweden Vanderbilt was fucking awesome. I think they're already a regional host. SEC tournament's going to be a ton of fun whenever LSU gets to play. Mikhail Hilliard throws first. For whatever it's worth, Todd Walker did come on AFR today and said he thinks it's a lock. LSU's a regional host, too. So okay, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the only person saying it. Uh, anything on baseball before we move on? Nope. Watching Braden Joe Bear come through like that was awesome. And Jordan Thompson. I do want to say that. I shit on Jordan Thompson a lot this year. Everybody has. And rightfully so, right? It was a lot of justified critique. But you also want to give credit when credit's due. And he was really good defensively this weekend. And I think he hit 467. It got lost because they won 21 to 10 or whatever. But he came up with the big hit to give you the 10-9 lead. He came up, uh, which was clutch. He had a bunch of big hits. In game one against Vanderbilt. Funky Buddha. That's what it was. Funky Buddha. In game one against Vanderbilt, top of the first, LSU loaded the bases with nobody out and got no runs. And it felt yes. very deflating. And Hilliard got out of trouble in the bottom of the first, top of the second. Jordan Thompson led off with a solo homer, and that's what sparked the whole week. Yep, you're right. Like, that was a giant moment. Thompson's bat coming around is huge because if he's sitting there in the six hole behind that murderer's row, which finishes with Morgan, yeah. and then now all of a sudden you get past Morgan and you think you can exhale and throw Jordan Thompson a fastball, and he punishes you that way, Thompson's bat coming along is huge because then if people are pitching around Joe Bear, if, he, if Thompson sandwiched between Morgan and Joe Bear, the fuck you pitch to? Yeah, that's and, uh, the problem. That's that when this lineup is going, that's why it's so dangerous because they hit one through well eight. Whoever they're sho- shoving the nine hole right now, it's Cranford. Is I mean, Cranford giving you anything is a plus, and he doubled a couple of times off did. that off that Cranford. wall. And Johnson Johnson went out of his way to celebrate uh, Collar Cranford today when we were kind of talking about how you know objectively he is a coach where you can work your way into play. Like that's rare, Matt. Sometimes coaches have these preconceived notions and once the season begins they're pretty locked in and it's hard to kind of find playing time now baseball is certainly different but watching jacob hasty emerge out of nowhere and maybe be the most critical piece of this second half run uh watching ty floyd be there disappear and now come back in this big way watching collar cranford improve throughout the year it's just 
like Jay Johnson has proven here in year number one that if you are on his team and you continue to grind and practice well, and when you get opportunity in the midweek play well, like you can take playing time for yourself. You can rest it away. And that's uh, and and I think that's to be celebrated. But on top of that, Cranford may be swinging a bit of better bat than we're giving him credit for. Cranford took advantage of that ballpark, which you're not going to see three ten down the line with a big wall again. So, but good for him. He he did he played to that ballpark, which good for him. I don't need Collier Cranford hit. I just need him to be perfect at third base. That's all I care. And the only and the only reason Cranford's playing right now is because Barry's hurt. If Barry doesn't have a broken hand, Barry's still playing third. Like, yeah, that's, that's hey, but not Cranford's sick. Dude, sick with the glove, dude. That's that, great. That that pick, he needs that to be. pick and throw it at second yes, was he so is. fucking fine, that's, dude. That's that, I completely agree. That's what he needs to be. That's his contribution. I don't care if he brings his bat. That's Lenya. Just be great at third base. Like he can go zero for five with five strikeouts. Just be great at third base. I got to shout out Patrick Tomlinson real quick because I did not know how to get in touch with this. I didn't know who this was, like who gave it to me. Somebody sent me this incredible map of the state of Louisiana. Wow. Uh, but in the Lord of the Rings style from Lord of Maps. It was oh, fucking cool. awesome, Patrick. Awesome. And it was Patrick Tomlinson who sent it to me. I'm so glad I know that. So cool. uh, thank you so much, Thank man. you, Patrick. It was great. How fucking awesome. So neat. It is cool, dude. It's so Louisiana. Awesome. You hate Louisiana? All right, Otter. We're going to go eat on air, you dumbass. Um, mm. Brian Penn, Craig Dugas, Jerry DeLucky having some Weller tonight, having rotator cuff surgery tomorrow. Sorry to hear that. No, Jerry DeLucky is. Oh, shit. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, Stephen Beach, what's good? Brandon DeVille, will LSU ever play? Yes, I think they'll play tomorrow. Uh, it's The weather's supposed to clear. And something else, too. Last thing on baseball, I guess. I, so... I, by the way, I do think they'll get the tournament, the tournament in uh, in Hoover. Once you get past the double elimination shit, you get to the weekend into single elimination, and the weather's going to be nice. They can, if they need to get four games in Saturday, they will. They'll, they'll make it all work. Um, I'm I'm excited about LSU. I would really, 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 really hope that they take this time to get healthy, because if K. Doty, if his shoulder precludes him from playing, that's devastating. Yeah. Um, Jacob Berry, obviously already not in the field, has taken away one of your bats and having to put Joe Bear in right field. Stevenson comes out. Or, you know, when if slash when Gavin Dugas comes back, that's a really tough decision because does Dugas go back to left and, and Pearson to right? Then does Joe Bear go to the bench because Barry's DHing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Barry not being able to play in the field when Gavin Dugas comes back creates some issues. Yeah, it's so a log jam of sorts. It's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. So what they're going to have to decide. So I, since I really, really hope that they're getting healthy during during this little little lull right now. Um. Yeah. I. I, I hope so too. And, and Coach Johnson said as much. Uh. He also did say that Cade right, Doty transition. was literally the toughest person on uh, the entire. So team. one tidbit about Cade uh, about the shoulder. He's had that since high school. Um. I'm Cade's. I'll just tell hey, you. Is there any purple top left? Do we know for sure? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But but if you want the ten dollar pour, you've got to get it tonight. Yeah 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 yeah. I'm telling somebody who's just texting me. Asking, oh, okay. My boy Stephen okay. Presley was no. asking me if we ran out of purple top. No, a hundred percent. Okay, come I'm down looking here. At the bottle. Ten dollars. Ten dollars for what yeah. is normally a forty dollar pour. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle. Yes, there is purple top. Um. Uh. Oh, K. Doty. K. Doty has said the shoulder thing since since high school. Terrio told me a story like when he was K. Was working out attraction. And they were doing medicine ball, like sit up to the medicine ball, like through the medicine ball, it popped out. 
Like, it's just once you've had anyone who's ever had shoulder dislocation, I'm sure you know this. Like, I've had two labrum surgeries, yeah. For did, did you, did, did you dis- oh, for dis- So when, once you yeah. do it, it's just it's easier to pop out again. Yeah, I so, popped out my shoulder, you know, dozen, uh, probably a couple dozen times at least. So how long did it take you to get back? Like, um, once it goes back in, your, like, pain goes away. The more, yes, yeah, the pain like, goes away, but, like, swelling and if it's your first, sore. Yes. Yeah. If it's your first one, it will swell up real bad and hurt for, like, three days. You'll be in a sling. Um, I, it's his non-throwing shoulder, yes, I'm guessing, right, left. obviously. But the problem is he's a right-hand hitter, so it's his bottom hand. It's his power hand. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. So he never had labrum surgery. This isn't, like, a re-injury of... He just had the dislocation. As far as I know, he's never had surgery. Okay. He's okay. never had the stabilization surgery. Then, yeah, then I think you can come back. I think you can come back. Uh, like like easily by NCAA tournament time. All right. We're short on time. We did get a late start, so we'll go a little bit longer. Yeah, I know you longer. wanted to also talk about quarterbacks. Well, yeah, yeah, real quick, yeah, yeah. real quick, yeah, okay, real quick, real quick. And we're going to get to questions. So if you have questions, do a solid. Drop them in. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Facebook, like the page, share the post. Um, drop your comments. Your questions, we'll get to them. Um Damn it! There was something else I was supposed to mention. Oh, anyway, uh, were just, you going to mention the food or the or the purple top or? No, just go ahead. Okay, so something that we talked about a bit on OTB this morning. I love to pick your brain on it, which is uh, Eli Holstein commits to Alabama yesterday. Uh, this comes on the same day or around the same day that we learned that Arch Manning is going to take official visits in June to Georgia, Alabama, and Texas. Um, all schools that make sense for him to go to, obviously. Uh, and no, he's going to Texas. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it makes all sense in the world. I, I think the only thing that's sorry, I do think that Sark has to prove though that they're improving. Like, and Arch said as much is that 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 you know he kind of was like you know year one it's new players et cetera et cetera but this year you know I, I definitely want to see something. Um, but Texas makes all the sense in the world. I agree with you. The point of all of this is that already there are potential narratives brewing that could kind of shake the foundations of Louisiana football discourse and us arguing with one another when you look at the potential future of these three quarterbacks. We're talking about Holstein, Manning, and, of course, Walker Howard. And this is something that started started a long time ago. Holstein's older brother was a starting quarterback for St. Thomas More, right? Yeah, Caleb Holstein. What, was was at, beast, right? So Caleb was at, was at STM. Went to Louisiana Tech. Eli was behind Walker, Walker Howard, Howard, so he left and went to Zachary, where he's played and has been awesome. He's been awesome. I mean, LSU offered Eli, or yeah, LSU offered Eli Holstein before he ever threw a varsity pass, so people knew he was going to be good. Shout out Brew, by the way. Uh, what's that? Shout out Brew, David Brewerton. Oh yeah, yeah, Zachary yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. I watched him beat West Monroe um, on that crazy Dude, Chris Hill Brew, play back in the day. Like. Brew is the quintessential high school line coach. Like, when I was a freshman at Catholic, he was our freshman offensive line coach. Oh, wow. Fucking love the guy. Like, wow. the the, mo- the greatest, like, most fun run-through wall coach I've ever had. I'm so pumped to see he that guy. He has a no-line coach body type. Bro, he's sure. the fucking dude. Brew is the guy, bro. I love that guy. Uh, well, obviously, he's been very successful, right? Yeah, so anyway. right. So he's, he's phenomenal. Every, like, every kid that has ever played for him with the whole run-through a wall, like, that's that guy. He's so, awesome. love him. Eli... Is phenomenal. Yeah. But in LSU's estimation, not as phenomenal as Walker Howard. And I know that they still recruited Eli, right? But LSU threw their lot in with Walker Howard. And in a lot of ways, they threw their lot in with Walker Howard over Eli Holstein and over Arch Manning. 
And so now you have Holstein going to Alabama, where if he wins that starting job, he will be directly competing with Walker Howard, a man who went and forced him to find his destiny elsewhere, to force him to move in high school because he could not beat him out. And he had, he had to leave the school where his older brother's legend was written because uh, Walker Howard was so good. That will put a seed of revenge in your belly if you're a competitor, if you really give a fuck. And he obviously does. And so now you nurse that revenge and you plant it in the Garden of Alabama and you get to come back and try to beat LSU behind about? that. What do you mean what the fuck I'm talking about? This why is are what you like why do you have to wax poetic with Because all this, this is why what it's all talk? because this is what you it's think all a fucking, fucking 18 about. year old is talking about a garden and planting bullshit and whatever the fuck you just said. Matt, you are fucking dumb or purposefully ignorant if you think that he isn't motivated to beat the fuck out of LSU Why can't Walker you just Howard? say he's motivated to beat the fuck out of Walker Howard? Because that's because that does a disservice to how wonderful these storylines are. And then you also have Arch Manning, the fucking God King, the prince that was promised, the heir apparent to the most expensive uh, human sperm we have in the country as established on this podcast. No, that was on... Well, we call it whiskey and wine. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. In a show that me and you did together, and then you have Art Manning entering the mix, going to Texas, who will also run in to LSU. And so you could have LSU, Alabama, and Texas all being quarterbacked by Louisiana quarterbacks at the same fucking time. That's crazy. That's the, You're insane if you don't think that's crazy. That's the more important storyline because what that illustrates is that the quality of the quarterback position and development of Louisiana high school quarterback talent has grown. So you shouldn't worry if fucking Arch Manning goes somewhere, Eli Holstein, because you get the next one. Yeah, you got no, Walker you gotta Howard. Go, we're on Walker Howard. Walker you Howard. Got How Walker much pressure Howard. is on Walker if, Howard if they, now? If they flip Rick, Ricky Collins, who's a Woodlawn uh, kid who's committed to Purdue right now, who's a fucking stud, by the way. Like, I would be floored if that kid ends up at Purdue. He's way too good for that. No disrespect to Purdue. Man, I know the, the coach is um, – is Brom, the guy from Louisville. I mean, they got a good wide-open offense and all that shit, but if that kid goes and plays his college ball in West Lafayette, he's just – he's way too good for that. Anyway, like, it, I think something we've talked about for a couple of years now is for forever and ever and ever, Louisiana high school football produced great skill guys. Receivers, running backs, cornerbacks, right? You'd have defensive linemen, too. Yeah. What, the, what Louisiana never produced was offensive tackles, and quarterbacks. Yeah. Every now and again, you'd get a Cam Robinson or an Andrew Whitworth. Like, it just, it was rare. And every now and again, you'd have a Manning or a Brock Berlin. Or yeah. Like, it just, the state never produced great quarterbacks or offensive tackles. Well, I think what's happened is with the advent of seven on seven, we, and like, I don't, I, this isn't a unique thought, by the way. I mean, I, I think a lot of people have shared this idea, but I've talked a lot to people who run those seven, like Ryan Clark, who runs the bootleggers yes. and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. With the advent of seven on sevens, I think you've. When I like, like, I'm not that old, right? But 20 years ago, when I played Louisiana high school football, the concept at quarterback was just put your best athlete at quarterback. Like yeah. Marshall Falk was a quarterback. Laron Landry was a quarterback, right? Like, that's just what it makes like, sense. That's just what the state did. That, that was how Louisiana high school football worked here. Well, it's changing now, and you got with seven on seven. I think you're develop you're developing talented quarterbacks now and it's it's evident it's not just a manning it's like you mentioned the holstein kids it's i mean it, it's ricky collins it's walker howard it there and and like 
the next ones are in the pipeline. I mean, the kid at Catholic, this kid named Daniel Beal. I don't, I don't know if I, I've, I'm not a scout, but like Beal started as a true freshman on a state championship team. Like by the time in two more years when he's a senior, he's probably going to be a prospect. Yeah. He's going to be a D1 prospect. I mean, you know what? I mean? So it's like the uh, th- that what you mentioned about Arch and Eli and Walker all being from Louisiana, starting in the SC West. I think if anything, what that does is says, all right, well, fuck it. Like the next great ones in the pipeline, just, just maybe get, get it. Maybe, but sometimes these things just line up, man. Right? Like, what is it like the '83 quarterback class that that, that people always talk well, some about? Will be better and than then others. there's been one recently here in the NFL where it's like uh, it lined up. Now you got a bunch of franchise guys. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But can we? But can we agree though that if you look but back, no, let's say that, over the last, I do think that LSU. I do think that LSU is probably improving. Or oh, excuse me, excuse me. I think that Louisiana. Uh, I do think but, that but Louisiana can we is agree, improving. That, that that's regard. the point. Yes. Yes. Can yes, we agree yes. that like? It's no because longer guys like Brew out there running complex yeah. offenses where you have to it, actually be able to throw it. It's no longer the like when when Brandon Harris rolls along and there's a four star from Parkway. You're like, fuck, gotta get him a four star from Parkway. Now there's like three a year. Yeah, and and it's like you said, the advent of seven on seven quarterback training going younger and deeper. I mean, the footwork work that these quarterback the kids work. do nowadays. The footwork work? Well, I mean, yes, the work on the footwork, right? The footwork work, the footwork work. that these quarterbacks do nowadays at younger and younger ages is just unbelievable. It's training that was literally non-existent. Like, unless you had, like, an NFL father or a college athlete cousin, like, there was no access to this knowledge. And now it's everywhere. So, yeah, I, I think you are seeing an improvement in a place that really gives a fuck about football. So, um where was this comment I wanted to get to? Uh, By the I way, Matt just brought me. I'm excited about this. This is Nulu toasted. So I love toasted whiskey. Okay. So toasted barrel whiskey is when before they finish it, toasted on toasted, they they toast the barrel, they char the barrel. Yeah. And then pour the clear because uh, when whiskey is distil- distilled, it's clear, and then when they put it in the barrel, it takes on the color based on the barrel. Yeah. Well, and, it, and a lot of the flavor as well, based on where that wood came from and all that shit. Anyway, so in a toasted barrel whiskey is they toast, they like, they take, like, yeah, they torch flame, the they bottle, tor- charred a little they, bit. They torch the barrel and then finish it. And a lot of times, what you get with toasted barrel is very much like a uh, a s'mores, oh. like toasted marshmallow, s- chocolate s'mores flavor okay. on toasted barrel whiskey, which is really cool. I have not, okay. I have not had Nulu toasted, but I was, I was excited when he put this here because I'll. I'll sip this. I'm down to try it, dude. Uh, so this guy says, T, you really think that he went to Bama to beat LSU? Bama beat LSU every year. Anyway, regardless of who QB is. So, so, so. so. Uh, to your point, I, I look, not only to beat LSU, just know that that is a great motivation to beat Walker Howard and LSU. But this is another part of all of this, Matt, that I found to be interesting. This is what Brian Kelly is taking on. This is what Brian Kelly signed up, the beast that he signed up to fight, is this quote, from Eli Holstein on why he went to Alabama. Yeah, he, you know, he talks about Bama consistently recruiting, blah, blah, blah. But then he says, quote, the last three starting quarterbacks they had are starting in the NFL right now. This last quarterback who won the Heisman is probably going to be a top five NFL pick, maybe the number one pick. That's what Brian Kelly is having to fight. But that a school that can say that the last three starting quarterbacks are starting in the NFL, and they just the most recent one just won the Heisman, and it's about to start as well. And that has nothing to do with Walker Howard being at LSU. No, I agree. That's my other point. Which though. is why if Walker Howard went to fucking Washington, Eli Holstein would still go to Alabama. Uh, you don't know that. You know what? This actually has like you don't know that at all. A, yes, he would. 
That would be a. This has like a uh, almost like a dark roast coffee flavor to it as well. This is interesting, bro. You're and also, no, no, no. I'm not letting you off the hook. You're fucking tripping. If you think that him being forced to leave his fucking high school did not leave an imprint on that kid, you're crazy. You're crazy. And you're crazy if you think that a highly ranked quarterback prospect wouldn't want to go to Alabama. Yeah, but they don't always. They don't always. Do they all have an offer? Yes. I mean, Arch has an offer. Fucking, uh, 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 did, did Walker Howard not have an offer? Like, he going to go to Alabama? Who what? Walker Howard? Walker Howard couldn't have gone to Alabama? I think Bryce Young kind of took care of that. told him no? All I'm saying is, dude, you're... you're. Uh, well, whatever. This is a pointless argument because it is all you know like, hypothetical. Int- you know what's interesting, though? You know you know, Eli Holstein's dad, Scott... I told you this last night. Scott punted at LSU like in 1990. Eli Holstein's dad, Scott Holstein. It's a weird story. I did not know that. He, um, I want to look this up to make sure I have the year right. And we and we like we have like eight minutes left. So yeah, get your questions, questions for questions ask us. Yes, and then we'll and then we'll be done. Um, Scott, all right. Scott Holstein punted. He's a big dude. He's like six five. Um, let's see, Scott. This was okay. I'm starting with Craig Granger. So get your questions in now. And I'll damn it, it doesn't tell me the year on his bio. He wore number eighty four. Weird punter number. All right, so. Just the very random – I only know this because a, a good friend of mine was a fraternity brother of Scott Holstein's at Northwestern State. The day they were moving into the fraternity, like in the fall semester, like dudes are moving in, Scott Holstein is leaving. And they're like, Scott, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to be the punter at LSU. <laughs> like Curly Hallman <laughs> grabbed this dude out of Northwestern State to be his punter. Like, yes, like, dude, you told me that That is That is the most quintessential, like this defines the Hallman era. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, moving into his attorney dorm, uh, yeah. and then getting out. But dude, okay. What a dude, man! I mean, he's got two kids playing, you know, you know FBS football at quarterback, I and mean, it's awesome. Uh, they had really good high school careers. I mean, I, like I like guys from the state to do well. So, Craig you know, I hope, I hope um, Holstein, you know, Caleb Holstein, does awesome at at Tech. I mean, I hope Eli never wins a game ever at, at Bama, <laughs> but I hope he does. I hope he does well. I hope he transfers and does very well. Yeah, Trophy transfers <laughs> to Southern Cal and, and crushes it. Uh, Craig Ranger, ask us. Will BK bring a running back out of the portal? Go Tigers. He did. Noah Kane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, ask going to T with Eli committed. Does that mean Bama is not getting Arch Manning? Yes. Ask going Arch to is T. going to Texas. Maybe Georgia, but you probably don't think Texas. Georgia? Yeah, I think no, Georgia I think has a chance. But no, I think Texas, too, dude. He's a rich kid. Austin's full of rich kids. It's the lowest bar to success. be interesting how, uh, what kind of year Quinn Ewers has as well. Because Quinn Ewers was the early enrollee at Ohio State, had the million-dollar NIL deal, never played. Now he's at Texas. If he kind of establishes, does Arch say, well, if Quinn's got that, I'll go to Georgia and follow up uh, old boy Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett. Maybe. Ask Conan T. Daniel Bastion says, I'm trying to eat leftover dessert. My dog wants belly rubs. Is there a way you can do both at the same time? What's the dessert? Yeah, I guess. I mean, do you need a utensil for the dessert? But even then, you could rub one hand and eat with the other. So it depends, like if it's ice could. cream, in, in a like if it's ice oh, cream in a carton, you got to hold the carton. Uh, oh no, I got it! 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 Put the carton between your legs. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's easy. And then you could have the spoon in your. I, I would say put the the utensil in your dominant hand, and then belly rub with the non-dominant because it's more important for you to be accurate with the spoon to mouth or fork to mouth. Than belly rub because the dogs just pump that your that is your I anti-action. would say uh, let the dog lick the ice cream a bit and warm it up and then it'll be easier to spoon out. Uh, says the guy who doesn't shower or changes clothes. I shower literally all the time, twice a day. 
Ask go to T. You shower literally all the time? Yes. If you literally shower all the time, you'd be showering right now. I'm mentally showering right now. No, you said literally. Not mentally. You said literally. I'm literally showering. You can't define how I shower. Yeah, I can. If in my brain I'm doing a mental cleanse right now, that counts as showering. Nope, it doesn't. Ask go to T. In y'all's opinion, who gets more credit for the pitches to have overachieving this year, Jason Kelly or Jay Johnson? Uh, Jason Kelly. Yeah. He's a pitch coach. I agree. And uh, Jay Johnson and... Oh, and then who is the hitting coach? Wanaka? Uh, or is Did it, I make that up? No, Wanaka. Um, Fitzger- Dan Fitzgerald, as they brought in from, um, from why Dallas was Bray, Why was Why was Braden Bear talking so much about Coach Wanaka helping to call my coach chief? Yes. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he does work with him, but I think the hitting coach, by definition, is Dan Fitzgerald. Okay. Well, either way, Johnson and Wanaka and Fitzgerald doing a spectacular job yeah, of the bats. They've been awesome. Um, ask Steve Bob, do you run the Not Matt Moscone account? I do not. I do not know who does. Ask Scone and T, when are y'all having Russ Mitchell on? I talked to Russ Mitchell today. Oh. I missed hearing his voice. I called him and I said, man, it sucks that I don't talk to you as much in the spring. I genuinely love the guy. I mean, we hung out, out in L.A. Our families hung out in L.A. last year before the UCLA game a ton. And I've known Russ a long time. I mean, he's, you know, been a great friend. Um, all, through all, everything we've been through, Drew as well. It's all, like a genuinely awesome human. You know what people don't know about Russ? No. Russ is so Russ Mitchell's college football news, SEC writer, all that stuff. Russ Mitchell is an entrepreneur who owns several businesses that are like international businesses. Yeah, I did know that. that like, this is all just a side and, thing. And him. he did he does the sports media thing because he loves it. Just wanted to prove that if he wanted a career in it, he could do it. Like it's 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 fucking crazy. One of those when guys. I talk to Russ in the off season, he's like, "Oh, I'm in Vietnam, or I'm in." You know, Austria, or I'm in, like, whatever part of the world he's in. It's just, he's crazy. Shout out, Russ Mitchell. Shout uh, out. BL says, ask T-Bob, Indica or Sativa? Uh, I prefer Sativa. I like a more active, less put-me-to-sleep high. I'm really surprised this Nulu is 118-proof because it doesn't have – I, so I love the – Tastes really good. The uh, Do you get that, that dark roast coffee on the finish at all? Do you taste that? Let me, let me sit with it for a minute. Now, granted, I've also been like you know, aerating mine the whole time, so it might be that I'm a little, I'm a little deeper. But um, no, I mean, it definitely I can taste. Yes, I, do you taste like so. it's it's a like dark roast coffee. It's a very pronounced like dark roast coffee flavor at on the finish. It's it's very it's interesting. I wish it, it's one eighteen proof. So I wish if something's one eighteen, it was a little denser, a little more complex, um, maybe a little more full flavored. There's really no finish at all there. But but the um, but that that's a very distinct coffee. It's it's good. I don't know what, what this is worth. I don't know what uh, you'd have to pay for this. Um, toasted batch tends to be more expensive, and it's a Louisiana Select. I mean, if this was a thirty-five, forty dollar bottle, I'd buy this all day. If it's fifty, sixty, I might have a tougher time buying it. I, I don't know what what it is, but it's good. It's a good one-time purchase for sure. If it's, if it's buy, that expensive, that's not say much for me. Uh, well, you would drink anything. Not without. anything. It needs to be. Well, no, no, no. What I am in my ignorance, what I am is a bit of a price war. I know that I'm no longer going to be reaching for like, you know, the cheaper stuff. Like I'll go like $40 and up basically. And I never have anything bad when I do that. I'm sure I get jobbed a little oh, bit, you, but it is what it you is. You could find some bad stuff for 40 bucks. Ryan Williams, T-Bob, quick trip or racetrack? 
Um, I grew up in Atlanta. There were quick trips everywhere, so I'll go quick trip. Okay. The QT, uh, okay, QT has actually a lot of really good things, but their taquitos, QT taquitos, are fucking rolling. Great, great icy setup as well as QT. Um, ask us. Tell us about your first kiss story. The first time I ever kissed a girl, I was chewing on sunflower seeds. I'll never forget it. Shout out to my girl Janie. I was like five years old. I kissed a girl during nap time in kindergarten. That's assault, brother. No, it ain't. She was willing, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just thinking about the weirdness of thinking back on your first. Uh, no, I can't go down this road. It's too weird of a road. Um, S. Scone and T. 2023 best chance season. What does that mean? Best chance for a national championship? Yeah, maybe. Um, women's basketball. I think we had something. Oh, okay, okay. And like at LSU. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That makes sense. Ask Conan T. Samuel Smith wants to know, would you trade the, talk about NBA, Pelicans. Would you trade the eighth pick, future Bucks first, Jackson Hayes and Avante Graham for the third overall pick? No. I don't think I want to get Hayes. I don't think I want to get rid of Hayes. I want to allow this team to draft eighth. I mean, I like what they how they've drafted here recently, and I like the Jackson Hayes. I like Jackson Hayes' development. To bail on Jackson Hayes now, I don't know if I would love that. I, so to be clear, I'm okay giving up all of that, but not for a draft pick. I would give up all of that for a player. For a player, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If it was a player that I felt instantly made the team better and filled a gap. Um. And to be fair, I don't study the NBA draft at all. Bilbo wants to know, go-to karaoke song. I mean, my first ever one that I finally got enough courage to do a few years ago was uh, It's a Beautiful World by Louis Armstrong in a Louis Armstrong voice. You, it's, you said what a wonderful You did that at SEC Media Days. Yes. And, but this last year at SEC Media Days... I went much further. I challenged myself, and I did uh, Tenacious D Kickapoo from the Pick of Destiny movie, and that was pretty righteous. I don't have a go-to. Ask Matt. I've done Build Me a Buttercup. (laughs) What? Build me a Everybody knows it. What is this? The, the fucking fifties? The key to the key. Is there a poodle skirt? The key to being successful in karaoke is number one. Don't ex, don't overextend yourself. You like have a pack of cigarettes rolled up in your white undershirt. Don't go Mariah Carey, ladies. Right? Don't go Michael Jackson, fellas. Do something that's in your vocal range that everybody knows, so it doesn't sound like you're fucking strangling a cat. But everybody knows and, that, and can have fun. You just knew it. Yeah, I know. So, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the goat. It's so easy. Ask Matt, I'll what's an affordable... Ten, I'll tell you time and again. I'm not singing this cheesy-ass fucking song with you. you got to sing Kickapoo. A long-ass fucking time ago. And I wouldn't do Kickapoo. Kick-a-poo. You know what I would do? I would do Sax Man. Well, he was a Sax Man <laughs> from the state of Tennessee. <laughs> Wonderboy. Picked it up at the ripe old age of three weeks old. Have you ever done a cock push on it to his mother? Ask Matt, what's an affordable toasted whiskey, $20 to $40 range? Yeah, you're not going to find one $20 to $40 range. That's the problem. Um, 
so you're taking a little bit of a leap. The, the most affordable one that you could probably find would be uh, Basil Hayden Toasted, and I'll just be very honest with you. I, I've had it. I don't like it. That's affordable. You can find it. It just I, I just don't personally don't like it. Tyler Landry says, do you have Wheel of Time or Stormlight Archive? Um, I think Stormlight Archive Sanderson. I can't remember if I've read some of that. I've read a book five, Wheel of Time, three times. I'd have to say Wheel of Time, but I'm probably not offering a very educated answer on that. I think that's it. And, yes, oh, Country Roads is actually a very good go-to karaoke song. As ooh, says, right? ooh, ooh, ooh. Matthew Roderick, pick a side, Mincy or the Vandy Whistler. I read Mistborn, Geo. Wait, what? Pick oh, Mincy. Of course, dude. Of course. And the thing about Mince is he's like – a very not good to got confrontation. He is like the me. most passive, nice, not like the fact that he confronted the whistler was so crazy. <laughs> it really was, dude. Uh, Sean McKinnon asked both favorite baseball movie, favorite football movie. He said, I have Major League and Remember the Titans. Baseball movie for me, 100% is Major League. That's one of my favorite movies, period. Like, I would put Major League top five my favorite movies ever. But I have a different – I'm not a cinephile like Wait, you. Wait, what was it? Best basketball and best football? Baseball, football. Like, I'm not a cinephile. I'm not looking for – I'm just what, – what do I love to watch? Major League is, is for sure that. I finally saw Major League. It was great. But Sandlot, as always – like, Sandlot's one of my favorite movies of all time. That's cool. I love it's Sandlot. a classic piece of Americana. I love uh, Sandlot. Major League is, is funny as fuck. I would take I would take Major League 100 days out of 100 over Sandlot. But have you seen Sandlot 2 where nope. it's softball? Uh, f- favorite football oh, movie? Uh, favorite football movie. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a throwback. The program, in terms of what's one that's kind of accurate. Yeah, the program. Uh, how about necessary? Uh, necessary roughness. I never saw it with. Uh, is it Selick in that? Scott Bakula. It's got Kathy Ireland in it. Scott Bakula, Kathy Ireland, Sinbad. Oh yeah, Sinbad's alignment. I never roughness. seen it though. No, I, I would go. Um, Andre I would- don't eat raw meat. Because Andre's a vegetarian. Bro, he would have the hell you want, Don. Uh, James Cobb was going to say, he would have the hell you want, Andre. <laughs> I still, uh, I mean, look, Lattimore in the program's yeah, all-timer. For sure. I still, though, I mean, bro, I love Remember the Titans. And it's kind of like Sandlot in that it's just such a yeah, I just don't core, great Americana yeah, piece of film. Strong right, left side. But, maybe, but it could have also Rudy. been like, uh, yeah, there's another Rudy. one. I, I was a kid when these things imprinted on me, so that could be... Yeah. You know, where a lot of this is coming from. Playmakers, the ESPN show, is my favorite football thing ever made. Do you remember Playmakers? We talked, so we, I think you and I talked about this. The replacement is very funny. Because Playmakers was one series that begot another series about cards. A guy was trying to win the World Series of Poker on ESPN. Wait, wait, wait. Rounders? This, goddammit. No, this was circa 04, but Playmakers was an ESPN original yes. series, and ESPN did another original series. It was around, it was poker. It was in Vegas. And it was so was this scripted or documentary? Scripted. Oh, no, scripted, okay. yes. They were trying to catch up yes. the moneymaker poker boom. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. it was, it was. I don't remember that. What the hell that. did they call that movie? Uh, I mean, they were definitely also going for Rounders vibes. The, I mean, Rounders the, was great. And one of the great things about that series, which I'm forgetting the name of it right now, the theme was Remedy by the Black Crows. I need a remedy, 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 remedy. Okay. Bound, bound, bound. You'd recognize it. You don't want to remedy one more time? Fuck you. 
Remedy, 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 remedy. It was good. Close. Remedy. Yeah. All oh. right. That's it. Oh, wait. Uh, no, not No, two. these are all DVDs about Moneymaker, dude. The legend. Tilt. Tilt. That was it. Tilt. That was it. Who? Oh, Tilt. Oh, that's a great Tilt. name. That's a great name for that. Thick. Not bad. My wife's giving me all kinds of shit front button my shirt so much. Kayla's watching? No. Oh. She saw your Instagram post earlier. She never oh. watches a single fucking thing I do. I don't blame her. Uh, I don't watch a thing you do either. And I just said, when are you going to let me live my life, mom? Maybe she should just... Tell you to take a shot. I'm here with the all caps. Mom. Smash that like button. We'll see you next week. Actually, we're not here next week. I'm uh, I'm in Destin. So yeah, I'm there may or may not be an episode. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. Stay tuned. Peace. Later.